Welcome back to another episode of Laser Graves. I am your co-host, E.K. Wimmer. Hello, Eagle Kazoo. I'm Mariah Rose. Okay, you can't say Eagle Kazoo without me playing this. (laughs) Can we do more kazoo? Yeah, we haven't discussed that in a long time. Have we ever discussed it on this podcast? Yeah, we did when we were really obsessed with it and watching it a lot. So like every single time. Yeah. It's all we do in our spare time. Constantly. We keep making references to how busy we are. It's because of the kazoo video. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we do. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast. We are an 80s podcast where we discuss... 80s stuff. What? Yeah. Where are we? We are pinching the 80s loaf today, the tail end of 89. I really like 89. I'd say 87 to 89 are really fun because we talked about this a lot, where they have honed in the craft of what truly makes a movie 80s by the end of the 80s. And this movie that we're going to discuss tonight, it is 80s. Oh, it's, yeah, it's like as 80s as it comes. Yep. Like, put it at the, like, as the crowning jewel of the 80s. Yeah, yeah. spoiler alert up front. We we love it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, before we get into it, a couple things. Oh, yeah. Uh, First off, thanks to everybody who's been joining Patreon and listening. We've been doing a lot of fun stuff. We started our contemporary casuals, which is reviews of current movies. We just did one on Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Yeah. And we've also been doing our time travel episodes. We got some new rapid fire coming out this week. Yeah. And in case you aren't a Patreon member and you're like, what's rapid fire? Uh, it's where I read... 80s news stories that are weird in a newscaster voice. Yeah, so if that's not like appealing enough, what come more do join you us want? when we hop in our time machine that we have to visit anything that's not from the 80s. Yeah. So if you want to check that out, that's at patreon.com slash lasergraves. But I just wanted to give a quick thank you to everybody that's been listening to that. We're having a lot of fun with that. Also... We stopped doing, we did this for years, uh, thrift store finds of the week. We kind of ended that this year because we couldn't go thrifting when everything was closed down. Oh, we tried. Because remember, I ran through the desert and like picked (laughs) up garbage and skulls. Yeah, like feathers and bones. I still do that. We have not done a thrift store find since really this whole year. But are we bringing it back? At least for this one episode, because I had a major thrift store find. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go... Back by popular demand, even though nobody seems to have noticed. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I so I had to head out of town again this weekend like I do every weekend. But before I left, I went by the post office and then there's my major thrift store that I go to every single day. It's just on my way home. So it's like my daily stop. I rarely find anything, but you don't find stuff if you don't look. No, you don't. The day before I had walked in. And this guy had, they just put out a huge cart of VHS and this guy right in front of me had a cart filled with stuff because he had just gotten there right before me. But the staff all knows me really well and they know that that's like what I go there for. 
and I could tell the one guy who stocks all the VHS looked at me really sympathetically and was like, sorry, he just got here. Of course, I did what everybody does and peeked in the cart. And I was like, whatever, I'm not missing out on much. But I found I found a movie I wanted. And I was like, man, that sucks. I, they don't put out a whole lot very often. And then the worker said, hey, I've got another cart this big that I'll put out tomorrow. And I said, cool, what time? And he like told me the time. So I, I made note of that. Not thinking that I would find anything, but hey, like any chance to go look through new VHS is worth it. <laughs> and the next day I made note, I went there, showed up right on the dot when he said, and he saw me and he was like, great, hey, let me, let me cart that out. Pulled it out and it was a massive cart of VHS. I haven't been collecting very much horror lately. I've definitely been way more into post-apocalyptic just because it's gotten really expensive to, to do horror and it's harder to find out in the wild because everybody's collecting it. But this was a huge cart of primarily horror VHS, which never happens. And I start picking through it. A lot of commons that I just leave there for other collectors. I don't need them for anything. So commons for us plebs is just commonly found yeah horror? films you would normally find like um nightmare on elm streets or friday 13th or stuff like stuff that that's more common that a lot of them were made not there like were so stuff. many yeah yeah and those are really great for people getting into it and i hate to just grab it all and not leave anything so i leave that stuff for for most collectors but in there i found some really really good stuff Two tapes in particular that I could not believe were sitting there. Okay. One was called Demon Rage, which we will definitely have to do for the podcast. It's 1982. I've never even heard of it, but I looked it up and it's like a succubus movie. Oh, I kind of wish that was my nickname. Demon like if Rage? I'm in a, like if, if I wake up in a bad, well, I don't wake up in a bad mood, but if I happen to be in a bad mood, I, I want to be known as Demon Rage or just like DR for short. How about let it be known from this day forth? Since you don't use Lord of the Dogs hardly ever anymore, maybe I'll start calling you Demon Rage. Okay, but we could like shorten it. So just just DR. Yeah, but you could instead just call me Doctor. Oh, when you said DR, I was thinking more of like a country western line dancer that you'd have like a big belt buckle. <laughs> you do boot, scoot, and boogie, and I'd be like, hey, DR just showed up. She's ready to do some line dancing. You know what? I knew a kid in elementary school in Montana whose name was HR, but I punched that boy HR, FYI. What's the puffin stuff? HR puffin stuff? See, there you go. I knew an HR. Oh, yeah. Hey, see? Okay, okay. That's, We've a, that's a common sorted, for sure. Sorted it out. Anyway, You're I found welcome. Demon Rage. Demon Rage. Doctor. Doctor? Yeah. Doctor. Oh, Doctor. we should do spies like us. Doctor. Oh, okay. That was awesome. But the real find that I was blown away by was an original Canadian release, clamshell release of a movie called Axe from 1974, which in America was called California Axe Massacre. And this is a pretty deep cut. I've seen some collectors that have the cover. The cover is really awesome. But the cover on this one's different and equally awesome. It's just one of those tapes I never thought I would have. And I couldn't believe it was just sitting there for 99 cents and in pristine condition. So I grabbed that. I grabbed a ton, a whole pile of tapes and walked out. And it's probably, not probably, it's definitely the best score I've had all year. But uh, who knew? And so you're so all jazzed up. I'm totally jazzed up, and I felt like it was worth reminding people that we used to do thrift store finds of the week. Would you like to know what I bought at a thrift store? Of course I would. A t-shirt with a bunch of lips on it. 
Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. It's a really cute shirt. Thank you. Yeah, okay. I liked it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this week we are coming at you with, like we said, late 80s, 1989. And if you're going to wait, you save the best for last. This is a good one. <laughs> well, to make a movie like this, you have to sit back and wait for the decade to unfold. And actually, this film unfolded over most of the decade. So That's true. Yeah, we'll get into that. This week's episode is 1989's workout horror, <laughs> Death Spa. Michael. Michael. Killing yourself isn't so hard, really. Come to me, I need you. Jump, jump, jump. Death Spa. Welcome to the health club where you'll sweat blood. Never work without a spotter, Freddy. Wake falls on your chest and you can really get squashed. It's the place for a killer workout. <laughs> An unquiet spirit reaches out from beyond the grave. Welcome to my party. For revenge. I will destroy this place, and I'll kill them all, unless you do as I say. Exercise in terror. A fantastic weight reduction program. People get so thin they disappear. <laughs> okay, death spa. Oh, holy cow. <laughs> uh, or in Europe, witch bitch. Yeah, witch bitch in Europe, which makes zero sense because it doesn't open up saying that, but we'll get into that. And there's no witch. Yeah, and death spa is an awesome name. Why would you ever change it? I'm like okay with changing it some side. Like in Europe, Killer Workout, which we'll talk about in Europe, was called Aerobicide. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. That's cooler. Yeah. This one was unnecessary. Just stick with Despa. That's a yeah. that's a home run of a name right there. You got it. We are doing Death Spa, which is a first-time watch for both of us. Indeed. This rare. is a deep cut, and this is a very hard tape to get. Shocker. If, if it involves uh, workouts in the 80s and horror, it's going to be an expensive tape. As everybody, long-time listeners of the podcast knows, one of our all-time favorite movies is Killer Workout from 1987. <laughs> so part of me was like obsessed with watching Death Spa because I wanted to know what else, what other kind of entries there were in the genre. Yeah. But part of me was apprehensive because Killer Workout's one of our favorite films. And I'm like, it's what's special. even the point? It's like our baby. So I didn't know what we were getting into. The crazy thing is we don't own this on tape, I wish, but... Our friend Luke, who runs a podcast called Video Store Nightmares, surprised me with this. He made a bootleg of, of a copy and sent it to us. And it's quite a bootleg. It's a really nice copy. And I didn't even know he knew I wanted this. We, I'm, we've probably mentioned it several times because he's a longtime listener. 
But I was so excited. And of course, I knew we like seriously watched it right after we got it in the mail. Twice. <laughs> Could, yeah, we watched it twice. Could not wait to see it. But it's awesome. So thank you so much. And a strong recommendation to go check out his podcast. It's fairly new. They haven't done a lot of episodes. They started recently. Video Store Nightmares is, and this is, I'm not just plugging him because he gave us a bootleg, plugging it because it's one of my favorite podcasts. And it was from the very first episode. They do really obscure deep cut horror films that you just, most of them I've never seen and I want to see all of them. Cool. But they're, the episodes are really well done. So I highly, highly recommend if you're looking for a movie podcast, a horror movie podcast, but not one that's just covering every film you've ever heard of, but really obscure stuff, this is the one. Cool. So thanks again. That's how we got our hands on this beauty. And boy, oh boy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right Mm -hmm. away did we know we were in for it. So let's talk about Death Spa. Yeah. Do you know, do you want to tell us a little bit about how it's made? Well, interestingly, 1989 is when it was released. However, the copyright at the end of the tape, I stayed all the way to the end because there's a bitchin' jam at the end that's like grooving. Not quite a theme song because they don't. It's not called Death Spa, no. but it pretty much should be a all theme you, song. All they had to do as we were listening to that song was just shout out Death Spa once. Yeah. Also, we'll play it at the end because I don't care, and it's an awesome jam. <laughs> but I was like grooving to the song, and at the very, very end, it has a copyright and says copyright 1987, which is the same year as Killer Workout. So I was like, what? Then we stumbled across a really great interview with several of the people involved, the director, the producer, the writer. Yeah, it's people involved with the production, not just cast members. Yeah, of Death Spa for an interview that they did during the making of. They did a making of for the Blu-ray release, Mm -hmm. which we don't own, and I really want to see it. And the interview was done through, I think, How Did This Get Made, that podcast, but Mm -hmm. like an online interview And there was so much good information in there. And it's in that interview that they said that it actually started in like 1983 or something is when they got the concept originally. And there was a few movers and shakers that were like, this is a great idea because in L.A., that craze of aerobics and working out was like nuts. And it shot through the stratosphere and then died equally as fast in the 80s. Yeah, do you think it's going to make a comeback? Like, are leg warmers just right around the corner for us? I don't see why it wouldn't. I mean, everything comes back around. It was honestly a really fun phase. I don't know why it ever died out. Well, like, cinematically, yes. But what about just in general? Are we coming back to it? I guess if cocaine makes a comeback, then Ah. gyms will make a comeback and disco will and everything else. But I think gyms are still around. Gyms are still around, but not like aerobics crazed LA fitness gyms. Speaking like, speaking of which, I think this is the only appropriate time to bring this up. We have like a a workout bench at home. Uh-huh. And I named it Jimothy. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I was surprised when they said that this concept came about in 1983. That seems really early. But then when they talked about it, it was like they got a guy to write it. It ended up not being a very good script. So they say. Maybe it was brilliant. Maybe it was awesome. Yeah. Then judging. they brought in another guy who was very confident in his writing ability. Okay. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that because we're yeah. not going to bash anybody. But 
He's got a healthy ego mm-hmm. and said that he came in and basically saved it with his amazing script, <laughs> which we'll get into. And and then it, we get what we get with with Death Spa. So how it really got started, though, were two people, Jamie Beardsley, who is a producer, and she knew a guy named Walter Shenson, who was a big time producer back in the day. He did. I think he's the one that did the Beatles, like Hard Day's Night and all that yeah. kind of stuff like that. He was kind of in the outs by the time this was being made and wanted to just make a really fun horror mm-hmm. movie. And so did she. So everybody involved, including the director, Michael Fisher, who this was his very first film, by the way. He did three movies in one year, but this was the first one. Calm down. He he came from a theater background. All of them just wanted to make a really fun, campy slasher because that was kind of all the rage at the time. And all of them were just looking to do something a little lighthearted, but took it very seriously. So -hmm. that's how it got involved. It gets the green light. It had $750,000 as a budget, which is not a lot of money considering what they did with it. And the general concept, which is really, really funny. Mm -hmm. I did not know anything about this film going into it, minus the name and the cover, which I knew very well. Did you know anything about this? No. I mean, you can surmise what this is about just from its name. In regards to the subgenre of uh, workout (laughs) horror, which I will tell you right now after this is maybe one of my all-time favorite subgenres. Yeah, for sure. I really want a copy of this on tape. And then there's another one, an incredibly rare one from Radon Release, from 1992 called Hell Spa that I have not seen. But those three alone tells me that this is a golden kind of subgenre. And if you're only going to have a few in that category, man, so far, they're all like pure gold. You know what? We need this like to be revitalized now. We could do like killer dodgeball. We could do killer Pilates. We could do obviously like a deadly yoga hot yoga oh my gosh <gasps> okay guys <gasps> tell tell us right now loyal listeners if mariah and i wrote a script <clears throat> about hot yoga that was a horror movie <laughs> in a gym would you guys get behind it if so careful what you wish for i can write that in four hours we will actually make that film (laughs) i you know what screw it we will make that film because it's a brilliant idea don't steal it because it's right here on on the air copyright trademark we claimed it back to death spa oh here here we are so the film gets made they actually had a pretty good crew a lot of them were were younger first time filmmakers or some of them had a little bit of experience but yeah when we were reading up, half the crew kind of didn't have a clue what they were in for, but they were like, sure, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. And half the, was like, oh, we're going to do this right if we're going to do it. I'm all in. So you do get that energy, and I think it comes through in the film. It's very fun, and I haven't seen the making of, but I will tell you, this is like a dream film. I would love to be on the set of something like this. This is a chaotic energy that goes... like. Turns it up to 11. Yeah. It's bonkers. Not knowing what I was in for, every moment of the film, I was trying to figure it out. Like, we were yeah. ta- we haven't done that in a long time, where we watch a movie and we're like, oh, I bet it's because of this, or that's this. who it is. It's that. And the whole time, we kept saying, I really hope it's this. Uh-huh. And it kept seeming like it wasn't going to be. And then it was, and this film, oh, just took on a... 
next level brilliance to it yeah and honestly this film is so many things all wrapped up into one so it's like a little sampler plate of the 80s because we have like a buddy film we have a parapsychologist we've got every it feels like nobody said no to any idea everybody's like hell yeah we're gonna make a movie just do it all yeah get it out there there is a very nice copy on amazon prime so you can stream it and now, as we said, there's a Blu-ray, which is a shocker, but there's a Blu-ray. Uh, so if you don't want to pay the ridiculous amount of money for the tape, you could get a much nicer copy for about a fifth the price on Blu-ray. That's called using your brain. But the score in this is also awesome. Done by Peter Kane, who didn't really do much of anything. This, but was, his, this was his... He, this is his shining moment. He came in, he came in hot, and then he left. It's really great. I kind of want to do a walkthrough because there's so many bonkers scenes. And the way it develops was just a blast to be like, oh, they're actually going to go here. And they did it. Let's do a sampler plate version of this movie without giving... I don't... Oh, no, I'm going to give it all away. Are you kidding? I wanted to say everything about you this film. You want to leave it all on the dance floor? I loved this film so much, and to not talk about <laughs> why I loved it would be a disservice to this podcast. Okay, so the movie begins, actually, with the a long tracking shot of a super stylish 1980s star-body gem and spa. Yeah, let's stop right there, because if you don't catch this... You won't know it until you rewatch it the second time. You don't know until you know, but you're about to know. This is incredible. <laughs> this is one shot, and it is really well done, where it's on a crane. They were saying they had this uh, camera operator who was the only female in the business, they said, in L.A. at the time. They, they also commented on her height. How rude. Yeah, she was a tall person. But they had to customize the basket that the crane was used. They had to cut out the front because if you watch the film again, if you've seen it, the beginning, it starts up really high with a shot. And then it slowly crane shots down to, to reveal the front of this gym. It's like a city shot. So you see our space and time, like you get a quick glimpse and then we zero in. Yeah. And it shows that it's Star Body Health Spa. And then as it gets right in front to this crane shot, lightning strikes or something like that. And it it blows out some of the letters to reveal like a Motel Hell style yeah. death spa, which looks really, really good. It's cool. Continuing the same shot, it never cuts away, goes all the way to the ground level. And they said that they put down apple carts, uh, like crates. For her to then pick up the camera to a steady cam and walk off the crane, still holding the film camera with the film involved. I mean, that's a heavy camera. And they had to manage the reels, too. Yes. Going down the crates so that she could then walk and go right into the front of the gym and reveal what's happening, ultimately stopping on this dancer that's in there. That's all one 
single shot and it is really well done it's no russian arc but it's all right i wish they would have done more like this through the whole f- i feel like they really were like gung-ho at first like <laughs> this they- is gonna be like an art house film and then after that <laughs> opening shot they're like guys okay well i hope you enjoyed that we're not doing any more of that yeah, but we just got to get down to this i just wanted to spend time on that because that opening shot really is pretty awesome it's cool it's cool i mean i, I would say it's a little shaky but it kind of adds to the mood yeah well it gives it that like you're being watched almost like she's being watched yep and she's doing a totally 80s dance yeah so our movie begins with this uh young woman who is named laura danvers why she has a last name is a mystery (laughs) i love when like bit part actors get last names yeah and well she's not a bit part she's one of their main characters however um i don't think they even say her actual first name more than a couple of times well, that is true yeah i guess she does deserve a last name now that i'm she earned that last name <laughs> now that i'm thinking about it she's like this dance scene's pretty cool yeah so we've got a full 80s dancing with lots of like close-up shots to like pelvic thrusting and she's all sweaty and sexy and she's dancing but it's after it's like hours the, just the perfect intro to a movie yeah like she couldn't stop working out she had to work out past closing but she does stop and eventually we, yeah she runs out of steam and we meet marvin who's like one of the helpers in there, he works in the gym and he kind of closes it up. And I don't okay. know, he's like a handyman or something. Look, kind of a jack of all trades. We've got a lot of characters who are kind of, we're playing fast and loose. Like, does the does our woman here, Laura, actually work at the spa? Because it kind of seems like she does. Either that or she's there a lot and gets special privileges. I don't know. I don't know, but Marvin is played by none other than Ken Foray. For me, first impressions beautiful crane shot going in <laughs> that's like the mark of approval oh dude shouts are like the the lightning strikes and it says death spa then you've got this sexy 80s babe doing a cool like aerobics dance and then ken comes in and i was like my mind was already melting and i have a loyalty that will never end to killer workout but i was like this is like the sister companion like, these are two peas in a pod. Oh. And you could Whoa. do an amazing double feature. Amazing double feature with these this two. This would be the opener, though. Yeah, I agree. This would be the opener. Okay. But, yes, I would agree that Ken, he's like your guide into the horror. Because Dawn of the Dead is maybe one of the best horror movies ever made. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I would definitely put that in top tier yeah. greatest horror films ever made. But he's there and he's like, it's okay. You're safe here. You know, you watch her. Come in, come into this gym. (laughs) And we do, we follow. There's a strange moment where they kiss and it's because we're in America. I was like, are they a couple? Are they friends? What's happening? They're just friends. So calm down. I was a little excited and thought he had a bigger role than he actually does. Yeah, maybe it was the director, Michael Fischer. He's Austrian. Maybe he was like, this oh, is... Oh, you just kiss. This is, you just kiss. That's this is what we do. What's wrong easy with breezy. America? Yeah. <laughs> Put your germs on her face. Oh, yeah, we're in a pandemic, I guess. We're, we're a little less kissy. I wonder if Europe is less kissy after the pandemic. I don't know. Uh, or are they just all smooching? Who knows? If you're from Europe, tell us. Yeah, we really need to know. (laughs) Inquiring minds want to know. Okay, so Laura, she has pelvic thrusted to the point of exhaustion. Oh, totally. (laughs) Now that she's hot, she needs to get 
hotter. So she goes, she takes off her clothes, she goes into a spa, like a big full steam room, but it's after hours, the lights are low, she's all alone, she lays full out, she is ready and raring to relax. Yeah, you know what film you're in for right away. I mean, there's no like holding back. Full nudity. Either you're in this film or you're not. It's full nudity. I would say three quarters nudity. (laughs) Yeah, I could say three quarters. Yeah, three quarters. You don't see her butt. But you no, see everything else. You see side butt and you don't see front. You do see front. Do you? The VHS copy, you don't see front. <laughs> Blu-ray copy, you definitely do. <laughs> this is, hey, this is the level of details we bring to our three listeners. Three quarters. Okay. Yeah, so it's three quarters. Yeah, because one, or half is the top. No, it's not three quarters. <laughs> no, because. It's, it's two thirds. Breast, breast, that's half. Oh, you're counting one breast for a quarter? Front, back. No. I think it would be breast, front, back. So it's a third. So this would be two thirds nudity. Okay. Nine sevenths. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do nine sevenths. (laughs) We got more than we even thought. We saw places we didn't even know were nudity. Stick to art, not math. More than one. All right. Double nudity. Two thirds of her body is shown as she's hanging out in this spa. Nudity pie. What? I'm doing naked math. Sorry. <laughs> okay, moving on to what the steam that's coming out of the vent is. What is it? Acid? No, it's Chlor- chlorine. 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 Yes. Only burns her eyes, and um, she has to. Okay, so she's being burned by chlorine coming out of the ceiling, and she punches through a window. And yeah. is safe. This kind of, so also going off first impressions, I was a little nervous because this is similar to Killer Workouts beginning where mm-hmm. you have somebody who's alone by themselves in this gym and uh, tragedy happens. And I was yeah. like, oh, great. She's going to be the villain that's seeking revenge for damages on her something like that. But no, we've got boy, a different plot. We had no clue what we were in for. No, Laura actually <laughs> survives this injury. However, she is temporarily blinded. I have a really important question here. What's even the point of her being blind? It serves no purpose. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just... Put that out there. Other than she likes to wear giant sunglasses over her eye bandages, which (laughs) made me really happy. Okay, so she's blinded, whatever. Anyway, her boss slash boyfriend? Is he your boss? Or is he just the gym owner? I think it's her, like, friend with benefits. Michael. Because he's working all angles with those ladies. Yeah, he is. Michael is, he owns the gym. Yep. He runs to the hospital to see her, to see Laura. She is there. She's in, like, a weird bed of gauze. Yeah, she's got, like, cheesecloth see-through shirt for no reason. It's like if they gave you a hospital gown out of cheesecloth. They're like, ask no questions. Yeah, it's fine. We're in a medieval, we're in a medieval hospital. It's cool. And he's like, okay. He takes her home, and he's pretty much over it he's ready to put the whole thing behind him he's gonna nurse her back to health and that's fine but the next day at the health spot the police are there this is also problematic and strange because it was like a weird chlorine malfunction at a health spa but for some reason a team of cops a little buddy film 
happens. A, yes. A budding buddy film in the middle of this movie <laughs> where two cops come and they're sure there's some foul play around this uh, chlorine accident. Well, what's insane is what they discover is this gym isn't just any any gym. No. This is the gym to end all gyms. This is a f- like an automated electronic robotic gym yeah i think we do need to talk about the concept of this, this gym. is pretty bonkers and i love everything about this yeah so basically the whole gym is run by i guess a supercomputer situation it's there's like a cold war command center is what it feels <laughs> like, doesn't it it's yes, huge in the center i feel like they're gonna gym. get like uh nuclear code readouts or something that shoots out of the wall yeah they've just got boxes with lights like stuck lots to of the gizmos wall. and gadgets yeah but it's all run by one person the mastermind it's the brother-in-law of michael and his name is david avery so david avery is played by Merritt buttrick did you read up on him by any chance well i recognized him because my dad's a star trek nerd oh you knew him from start the movie wrath of khan yeah yeah he was in wired to kill too which is a film i really like a lightning release a post-apocalyptic film but uh, there's an interesting story with him i don't know if you looked into his background nah bruh I was looking at his filmography and it ends with this was his last film. And I was like, was he so embarrassed? He just Is he dead? gave up acting. He died before this came out of AIDS. <gasps> no. 29. Isn't that crazy? Uh, and he had like a good career too. He was working really steady work. I mean, it was the right time though. Right time. They yep. were all dying And he was right in the no thick treatment. of it and it took him down. But uh. yeah, 29 years old. Because I was like, why did this guy not continue on to do other stuff? Interesting. He had great films under his belt. He's very enjoyable as an actor. But I was shocked to find that because his his filmography just ended abruptly with Despa. And I was like, either he took this really hard or something tragic happened. And then I looked into it. So it's not bizarre. That's sad. Anyway, he gives this stellar performance. He is the uh, weirdo brother-in-law who is running all of the machines. And these machines... So, when you go to the gym, you just move your machines. But this special gym is computer machines. Oh, and it's got like a cool, sexy, like, Siri voice. Like a... A uh, female British voice. Is it British? I think it's British, if I, I remember correctly. <laughs> we watched it two Twice. times in two days, and I still can't remember. I was just so, like, stimulation overload with how amazed I was with this. I think we can rule out a Midwestern accent. That's true. Although today I tried to ask our Alexa to speak in, an, in a Midwestern accent, because I thought it'd be great, but she won't. Oh, that's too bad. She you said can't she can't get her change her like, accent. Like a Bobby's World Minnesotan accent or oh, something. That would be so good. <laughs> North Dakota. That would be great. That <laughs> would. Sadly, no. So this non-Midwestern gym equipment like talks to people and it's it's like a really cool high-tech gym. But there's also surveillance cameras. So our like computer whiz here, David is the one who's in charge of all of that. So they immediately are, remember, we have a buddy team of cops. They go to him and they're like, well, let us know because you've got all of this tech. And he's like, nothing. No, I didn't see anything. I was at home hacking. He's also a totally (laughs) smug creep. 
And they're instantly like, it's this dude. Yeah. No doubt. (laughs) I actually read there was supposed to be another red herring of like a guy living in the basement, but they cut him out. Oh, they Uh really got a lot of use out of that basement. Yeah, they did. Boy, they saw that basement and they were like, this is working. Yep. Um, anyway, David has no answers to give, even though the cops are pretty sure he has them, and you, the viewer, are like, oh, okay, so he's our bad guy. But then, it's around this time we also learn that Michael's wife, because remember, he's hooking, yeah. he's hooking up with the, with the blind Laura, temporarily blinded Laura, but his former brother-in-law is running the computers. Yeah, because, let's get the backstory, because the backstory is fantastic. Oh, my goodness. And this is revealed to us through some dialogue and some, like, f- dreamy flashbacks. Yeah, like visions of the past. That that Mike has. So Michael's wife died by suicide after being partially paralyzed during... I don't know if she Childbirth? was having... A miscarriage or childbirth? None of it was clear. No, but she's in a wheelchair. And then she dies. Her choice for suicide is really extreme. I mean, suicide is extreme, obviously. Yeah. But this takes it to another level. In a wheelchair, she goes the route of self-immolation. Yeah. She lights herself on fire. And I think she was so surprised (laughs) at how much it It hurt. hurt. That she forgot she was paralyzed and in the scene gets up out of the wheelchair on fire and walks away. And I was like, wait, couldn't you have just done that instead? Yeah. Did the power of fire make you be able to walk again? I'm so confused right now. All right. I loved it. Yeah. And just like keep in your mind that Michael occasionally wakes up. And has like wakes up from dreams where he's flashing back to her burning wheelchair. Yeah, it's it's pretty good stuff. Back to the gym though, where yeah. everything's happening, everything's hopping. Even though a woman almost died and is blinded, everybody's like, "No way in hell are we stop." It's just like killer workout. Like yeah, the show's got to go like a on. One off. Like, well, that was a weird chlorine yeah. incident. But I'm gonna go get myself to the pool. I'm gonna work out, but. We meet a total babe who looks like uh, Shelly from Twin Peaks. Yeah, she looks a lot like her older sister, but she's not. We checked. Yeah, I was like pretty sure they yeah. were related, but she's a full-on 80s babe. And there's this great scene where she's walking by this one stud who's working out. And I, does she hit on him and he turns her down? Would, I, it's unclear. I don't know why he would They're do that. They're flirting. But he gives the line of the movie, and for all of my nerdy collector friends, here you go. This is his response to her little, like, flirting with him. Hi. Hi. Well, how many reps can you do? Ah, uh, 15 or 20. More if I'm showing on. Well, why don't you show off for me? I never waste effort in the gym. Besides, I'm beta. You're VHS. I couldn't believe he said that. I had to rewind it and be oh like, did he just say that? If somebody said that to you, I think you would be like, let's get married. Like if if I had flirted with you in that sweet. way, you yeah. would have been like, I'm in love. Yeah, I would have been like, was that supposed to offend me? Because that was kind of a cool like, yeah. line. Yeah. Anyway, he says that she goes on because she's going to check out the diving board. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's the logical next step in this movie. So she goes up. She's going to do high dive. Yeah. And... <laughs> we get some sweet moves. Well, we see the screws, like, mysteriously unscrew themselves 
uh, on this high dive. Yeah, it's got a kind of a witchboard feel. It's pretty cool. Like, yeah. They're undoing themselves. This is the point in the film, because keep in mind, we haven't mentioned this. It keeps flashing to a camera, the automated camera, mm-hmm. where David, the, the brother-in-law, can see everything from command center. And so it's kind of the impression is that this it's is him. all automated. Yeah. And that the screws are maybe being controlled by him. Yeah. And that's that's one thing. So I was confused in two separate ways here. One, you and I were like, wait, is it a ghost? But also, like, wait, is, like, every single piece of this building a computer? (laughs) So even the screws? That's where I was confused. I thought, okay, so this is just a film about somebody sabotaging the gem, which would have been very killer workout. Don't worry. It's also about that. But you and I kept being like, wait... Is this about a haunted gym? Because we didn't look up the synopsis. No way. Why ruin it? One sentence would have given that one away. But we were like, wait, what? And so it just kept going back and forth. And this scene, I was like, okay, it's got to be a haunted gym. But also, no. And this is more than just a film about a haunted gym. So even though you're hearing us say and confirm right here and now that it is a haunting there's more. Oh, there, dude. Like, it's not just a haunting. That this is, is like, like basic level. The Bermuda Triangle of gems. Everything's this happening. Is, this is like to to reference uh, Spaceballs. Like this film goes plaid. Like it, <laughs> it goes from ludicrous speed to plaid. Like it. I love. I love that it just amps up. I love any film. And this is definitely in that category where it just slowly builds and builds and builds to where by the time it's done, you're just perplexed. You're like, what just happened? And this film, for anybody interested, is that film. And we'll have some answers, but not all of the answers. It just keeps building and it gets better and better. Okay, so screws. Unscrewed on a diving board. The hot babe goes to jump with her cap on and it falls. She falls. Everything's okay. She's not killed. Don't worry. She still gets to be hot in this movie. Yeah. But it's a close call. And our buddy cops happen to be there and they're like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Not like, oh, hey, weird. These screws were loose. They're like, somebody. This First, a chlorine accident. Now, loose screws. There's it's, obviously a serial killer. It's gotta be the hacker nerd in control center there. <laughs> so the police are onto it. We get this really obnoxious scene of them eating. It's so strange. Oh, this, yeah. Now let's go to the showers. Yeah, this, you gotta, you gotta really get the, the most bang for your buck. I actually know where they got the women for the shower scene. Oh, really? Where? They're porn actors. Yeah, that's not a surprise. That's like Jim Wynorski's go-to. Yeah. Even though he wasn't involved. Well, when you see these women, you're like, wow, okay. Uh, they're more than just actresses. It's pretty clear. But yeah. I can confirm that they are porn actresses. And you can with your eyeballs when you watch this movie. I heard something interesting about this because, as I was just saying, this is like a, a play right out of Jim Wynorski's book, too, is that they could get them by promising them lines and then get all the nude scenes and then cut all their speaking lines <gasps> and only keep the nude scenes. Rude! 
dude. Well, they didn't cut all the speaking. No, no. They're, they kept some stuff. This is great. They're Okay, they're doing the whole shower thing. That's funny. But then the shower terror begins, which is the tile shoots off and starts like flying. It. Like all the shower tiles. And it's, it's supposed pretty to awesome. be horrifying, I guess. Yeah. So there's a little bit of tile terror. I mean, what would you do? Okay, you're over in there like soaping up excessively while you chat with your friends yeah. you're all sexy it's fine and then tiles start bursting out of the walls you yeah. know what i would do i'd be like whoa uh, this is weird let's get out of the shower yeah that's that's the end of that scene but instead this is far more dramatic it's pretty awesome and uh, we we read that this was supposed to take 30 minutes to an hour I could see it taking nine minutes. Yeah. And uh, the filmmakers, I think, were enjoying this this scene a little too much. And it took several hours to, to get done. Until Jamie, the, the producer, yeah. the woman on set, was like, guys, let's keep moving. You guys are gross. Yeah, you're behind, you're behind uh, time here. Yes. And so nobody dies here. No, they get some bumps and bruises. That's it. But it's not the end of the terror for this spa. So I'm I'm ready for some death now. This is this your favorite? Well, scene? at this point, <laughs> we've had no death, just like minor scares. Yeah, that's true. So we gotta we gotta up the ante a little bit. Yeah, we also know the cover of the VHS, so it's like, when are we gonna get the goods? Yeah, it's called Death Spa. Yeah. Come on. Well, here's where we're going to get them. This scene's awesome. So our buff guy, I think it's the same guy who delivered the beta line, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He straps himself into, remember, it's a like robot machine. So he straps his wrists in. He doesn't even strap. He just slides his hands into like a loop. Yeah, loosely. <laughs> okay, just so you know, this isn't like an insane asylum tie down no he didn't have to have people come over and be like help me with the strap it's so tight no and then the machine's like okay we're gonna go you've shown your card we're gonna go with 109 pounds 120 140 and then he starts to panic because he's butterfly flexing oh uh, there's so many questions about this scene but i will not question it because i love every i will of it. question it so okay. it's supposed to I mean, I won't question the, like, if I would take this out. I think this is a brilliant scene. Oh, yeah. Keep it. More. But the guy who just slid his hands comfortably into a butterfly machine, for some reason, cannot easily slide them back out. And for some inexplicable reason, it breaks his ribs out of his or one rib. <laughs> How does this happen? And then he rib bleeds to death? No, I'm serious. Like, how does this happen? It doesn't. It, there is no physical way that that happens. The butterfly machine doesn't go backwards, first off. No, it doesn't. Like, it would hit the wall, and it doesn't hit the wall. So it would break your arms at most. Uh, it wouldn't even, because it doesn't even go far enough back to do that. How would your rib bust out? That's what I said when we watched it, but it did. Okay. We got to suspend reality for so <laughs> okay. many reasons. It's so great. Oh, it's a lot. But he dies. He's our first death. His rib just breaks right on out of those muscles. I'm really glad, though. It was a good death. It, well. He died a good death. It was a death. Pour one, pour a 40 out for that, homie. Oh, you know what we need to do now, though? 
we need to go back to the relationship that is either just happening or is well established. It's unclear between Mike and Laura. Oh, yeah. He's, oh. <laughs> he's taken her home. <laughs> Wine and dine. I really love this scene so much. He's going to romance our blind beauty. Remember the girl, the jazzercise girl, who's blind. She's got, like, taped on pads on her eyeballs. This reminds me of that... Uh, like romance scene in Alien Warrior that's totally out of place. Like they just, somebody in writing this was like, guys, you know what we definitely need? Like a little romance. Yep. And so he has prepared a romantic dinner for her, including candlelight. Yep. And some flowers. Okay. Candlelight. She's blind. (laughs) Um, Fine. That's fine. Maybe it's for him. Maybe, Maybe it's for him. But he's also prepared a sexy asparagus meal. And there is a Whoa, shot. There is a shot. Of it, him feeding her a piece of asparagus. Oh, it is a sexy shot. <laughs> Somebody had a vision <laughs> on this set. <laughs> like, we left so hard. <laughs> oh, man. Why? This is a pretty pretty great scene. Why? And they're like, you know what? We need to slowly feed our blind beauty. Yep. One stock of asparagus. What was happening on the set of this film? I don't know. It I just feel like it was anything goes. Yeah. The house though is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, the house. Let's talk about the house for a second. He owns like a mid-level spa and he lives in like a multi-million dollar household. Yeah, how house? can you live in a home like that owning a like a mediocre spa? No, he'd live in like a ranch house in the valley. It's like a mansion though. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. I didn't get that one. Oh, but speaking of living close by, mm-hmm. this just reminded me. What? I have this week's fun fact. What? In reading up on the production, I found out that this was filmed in an actual gym that had gone out of business because, uh, spoiler alert, this is a huge shock, the craze died just as fast as it began because it was not not self-sustaining. No. And all of a sudden there were all these empty gyms around L.A., they got their hands on one. So this was actually shot in a real gym, which I appreciate. I think that's great. That actually surprised me because it's so ridiculous. Like when you watch the film, the gym is like one machine w- in front of like a painted triangle on the wall. Oh, but it's a really cool looking gym. Oh, it's yeah. Totally it's totally cool. 80s. It's I cool. would live in that. But I would go work out in that gym dressed as a mime. Ah, yeah. I would do it in 80s, like, gym shorts and stuff. Yeah. For sure. You would. I Well, I, I guess I just need an excuse to do that anyway. I mean, you do it anyway. I'm looking, You're guys. doing it right now. I'm searching for an excuse. <laughs> You're wearing a leotard. Okay, back to the fun fact. <laughs> a recording leotard. Anyway. <laughs> That's my recording gear. <laughs> I jog in real casually. Put my fix my headband on like I'm ready. You got your rolled white tube socks. I do my stretches. <laughs> your squats. My squats. Cherry yeah. pickers. A lot of cherry pickers, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the fun fact is that a, a, 
<laughs> next to this. Why are you cherry picking while you give your fun fact? Cherry picking's fun. Don't parse my mellow. Okay. Okay. Next to this real gym, there was apparently some apartments, and in one of the apartments lived the notorious actress, like world renowned actress Betty Davis. She's got Betty Davis eyes. Yes, she does. She's got <laughs> Betty Davis as Perfection. Thank you. Anyway, she lived, <laughs> and she would sometimes just go sit on the porch and watch them film, and everybody got crazed about this and wanted to go sneak a peek at Betty Davis watching them film Death Spa. Oh, yes. Everything about that scenario makes me happy. Yes, I want that to be a painting. You know, like the Marilyn Monroe and James Dean at a diner? But like Betty Davis looking down at the set of Death Death Spa Spa. as a giant painting. And then like as an angel too. Oh, for sure as an angel. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, there's your fun fact for the week. That's really fun. Thanks. I'm glad I didn't forget to say that. (laughs) We also, we have a few more like kind of random kills that I want to just lightly like scoot across yeah because we need to get to the main twist that's happened like well it's like a double twist first we have twist number one that's kind of boring is that his partner mike's business partner and lawyer are trying to scam him out of money but they don't know the full extent of everything that's going on so they've had something to do with some of the nonsense yeah, but, but not everything nobody cares because what the true story is is way cooler but we have another death that we need to get to the the unseen death the unwitnessed death oh we the have one that went unknown we have a young woman a workout woman who is she's getting ready her friends have left and she is stabbed through the throat and shoved in a locker And you'd think somebody'd find her. By what, by the way? Like, what stabbed her through the throat? A a thing. Was it an arrow? Or was it an extension of the locker? Why was it in a locker to begin? Like, who stashes a random arrow? It was kind of like a tube, though. There was no point at the end. I feel like they had, like, a practical effect gag set up. They're like, just, that's fine. They're like, we need a kill. And the guy on set is like, Guys, I can totally give you something going through the neck. Not sure what it's going to be. <laughs> it's going to sure. be something. And they're like, cool, we'll go with it. Yep. Something goes through her neck and then she ends up in the in the locker. However, this is almost the end of the story because her body is only seen by us, the viewer, when it is opened oh, I love by Laura. Blind Laura goes there to like grab some of her stuff out of the locker. And so she's fumbling in her locker where the dead woman is, apparently, yes. grabs her stuff, but she's blind, doesn't see the dead woman, closes the locker. That's the end. She's never found through nope. the whole film. Never she again just, discussed. Just rots away in a locker. Forever and ever. <laughs> To be discovered in 2,000 years by an archaeologist. I just love that nobody thought about, like, okay, well, should we wrap that up? Yeah, let's finish this tale. Nah, man, just leave her in the locker. It's cool. That's where she goes. Okay, well, back to the the plot of this film, though, the twist. Yeah, because we have a party. 
at this gym. Oh my gosh, we failed to mention that too. A it's Mardi been, Gras party. It's Mardi that, party. That the, has to happen at all costs, no matter how many deaths happen. Because last time they had a party, they got like 20% increase in gym membership. So no matter how many people have to die, we, they got to be party, replaced. This party has to happen. Yeah, Mardi party. Okay, well, the twist being that apparently the ex-wife, Catherine, mm-hmm. is in fact a ghost. And <laughs> yes. this is truly haunted. A haunted gym! I was so excited that it, they went the ghost route. I was afraid they were going to cop out. They and it teased was be, it so many times. I thought it was going to be like a Scooby-Doo episode where yes. it was like a fake ghost. Yes. And all controlled by David in the master control room. But it kind of is. Mm, but kind of not. Uh, it's so much more. Okay, we have to put stick a pin in that for like two seconds because we have to say in this chaos, at some point, Mike, first of all, figures out that his partner and lawyer are trying to scam him, puts that aside, but also reaches out to a parapsychologist and is like, maybe my wife is haunting me. Oh, and Parapsychologist, that dude. Okay. Okay, so he does psychometry, which mm-hmm. means that... You hand him an item, mm-hmm. and he can read it. Yep. This is pretty sweet. You know what also I noticed on his desk? What? A awesome skull mug that he was drinking his coffee out of. I want that. Okay. Father's Day's coming up. Father's Day, note it. I okay. would love a skull mug. Okay. Not like, but like that kind of skull mug. Specifically that Like I need mug. it to be from the set of Death Spa skull mug. Okay. Okay. All right. Now that that's known... They bring in the parapsychologist. This character has no point to this film. He just wanders around. This strikes me as somebody, when writing goes, you know what would be awesome? (laughs) We should bring in, like, a ghost expert. I think they were trying to legitimize the ghost part of this story as an afterthought. No complaints here. No, no, no. I love everything about this little sub-story as well. We also need to talk about Karen Parsons, who plays the character of Brooke. Yeah, she pops up. Okay, so Karen Parsons is probably not a name you know, but you probably know about the film or the TV series Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. She plays Cousin Hillary. Yeah. Do you know how she got the part for Cousin Hillary? No. Somebody saw this. <gasps> what? Well, she's like a babe and a half, so yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, this played on like a late night cable show. Somebody saw it and cast her. Interesting. Death Spa to the rescue. Okay, okay. So she's in this... Making dreams come true. ...bit part, but you're like, wait, is that Hillary? Yeah. That's it. That's all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just a brief mention She has a few lines. Why she comes up is because her and her best friend, her BFF at the gym, want to have a threesome with Michael, who's with Blind McGee. But... Laura. uh, Catherine the ghost gives the friend... A note written in Michael's handwriting with a little map to the basement to meet her specially. And this is important because we get an awesome kill. She goes down. She gets gassed, too. It's like another chemical situation. Yeah. Except we think she's dead because there's like a full body melt situation where she just turns into goo. Uh Uh-huh. But she's not dead because the parapsychologist who had no point in this film goes down to the basement when he's doing his after-hour search. And finds her. That's his purpose, is to find her. She's like a pile of goo mm-hmm. moaning. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> That's unfortunate. This is probably one of the coolest parts of the whole film. 
Yeah. Kudos. She's human sludge. He spots it. That's fine. But he gets killed by having his hand blown off and thrown around. He doesn't get to tell anybody. End of story. Just had to mention that because (laughs) it just keeps amping up. Like, (laughs) the kills and the nonsense just get more. It's like that dial is slowly turning. Yeah. And I think it's around this point where it's like, oh, so none of this is going to actually make sense. No, at all. Nothing happens that makes sense because... The Mardi Gras party that we were talking about, that's so crucial. All these people are dead. They're just floating around this place dead. There's bodies everywhere. There's somebody in a locker. There's, There's some people in the basement. Melted in the basement. This party is going to happen. And when it does, it's like a rager. Yeah. This is a good party. It's a costume party, too, well, which I dude, love. Well, dude, it's at a gym. Who doesn't go to a gym costume party? And you know who dressed up for the party? <laughs> Do you remember? Who? Catherine the ghost. Oh. <laughs> She's like a pirate. Yes. yes. I love it. I love that the ghost got dressed up. Why wouldn't she go as a ghost? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, the delay. Actually, if I was a ghost, I'd be like, nah, I'm going to go as a pirate instead. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> or twice. But she shows up. So we see her floating around as a pirate. Okay. And we get a couple other good Little terror scenes. We get a blender terror. A hand in the blender, which was pre-teased with a fake-out blender, but then we get the real deal hand in a blender. That's pretty good. We also get one of the detectives gets trapped in the freezer and killed by a possessed, like, animated... Is it a sturgeon or an eel? Something. Something flies... We're vegan. What do we know? Flies at his neck and kills him. Uh-huh. And the blood is going. And this film, like from here on out, it's at 11. I, there is no going back. Yep. Once once that fish like attacks the detective. <laughs> from there, the fish forward. There is no turning back. It is blood and chaos and total destruction. Yeah. the And the cops obviously come back into it. They don't solve the mystery. Oh, my gosh. The mirror. The mirror death. This one, oh, it's one of the own the the person who was trying to cheat him out of the gym. His partner, yeah. She goes to a mirror in the bathroom or something and looks in it, and it gets all like psychedelic, and then blasts her entire body apart, mm-hmm. and it shows it on the ground with like her mouth on the ground in pieces. Man, oh. I love this film. I love this film so much. And the brother-in-law, David, also is now revealing that he's been possessed. Like, the police discover he's been living in a, like, weird house where all the furniture is covered and he's possessed by his twin sister. He's, like, shaving his legs and dressing as a woman. I don't quite get this. This is the ultimate twist. Let's get to it right now. During the Mardi Gras party, we see it all, too. Okay. She has possessed her twin brother. Kind of. Yep. And they can do like a Twin Peaks kind of morph in and out. Yeah. It's very weird and and also like brilliant and amazing because I did not, for all the films we've seen, (laughs) I did not see this one Mm -mm. coming. Whoa, did this one catch me off guard. It did. It was a little (laughs) bit, I don't know. Uh, that fear of the the gay culture, I, I read into that for sure. Yeah. Um, but also just like, what? 
Yeah, like, oh, he dresses as a woman and he's a killer. So nope. he's scary, but it's It's different. not that simple. Yeah. It's so much more complex. It was difficult to understand what they were doing. Yeah. You know what else was difficult to understand? Oh, uh, everything. What Michael was doing. Do you remember when he tried to kill her with his shoe? Yeah. I'm sorry to, like, keep bouncing around, but what the hell was that all about? He, like, took off his shoe and electrocuted himself. Like, that was... Do you remember? That was, like, his master plan. And it doesn't work, by the way. It just sets the place on fire. Like, he ultimately kills everybody. What is this movie? Oh, okay. This film ends literally in a blaze of glory. It's a whole thing. Like, this is like my dream ending. If I could actually... Totally. I can't say this because I don't want to give it away, but I wrote a feature that hasn't been made yet, and it ends in a blaze of glory like this. So, oh, Well, with our yoga murder, our hot yoga murder. Hot movie. yoga, yeah. I, man, I was blown away. Like, this was the perfect ending for me. I could not believe how amazing this film was. <laughs> like, seriously. Top tier. Oh, yeah. It was... And if if our read on it sounds chaotic, we have made this organized. Yes. Okay. Long-time listeners can bounce around with us. First-time listeners, we're sorry. This is how it has to be. This we, movie is chaos. You cannot tell this in a linear fashion. No, it's like trying to pick out a piece of sand from a dust storm. <laughs> Just go with it. Yeah, it's... We've had a few real amazing gems turn up that were first-time watches, like Alien Warrior or Appointment with Fear, (laughs) or I can't believe we had never seen it, but Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Like Some of these films just really deliver, and Despa, man, this is... 101% approved. I want to yodel from the mountaintops about it. I Look, I'll get the Blu-ray because I will watch this again. I will definitely watch this again a lot. But I'm a huge fan of this film. I'd love to own the tape. I can't do it. But I cannot believe we had not seen this yet. I get why. It just was never at a video store that we knew growing up. Hard to find, yep. But man, was this a beauty to stumble upon. You should probably call in sick from work and watch this. Yeah, I highly recommend it. You mm-hmm. won't regret it. This is a work of art. Buy it. Leave it in your will to your children. They won't have questions. And if it wasn't enough, when it ends and goes to credits, like we mentioned, we get a killer jam and it's like, come on. I mean, just give it. Give us everything we've ever wanted. That's Despa. Yeah. Let's have Elon Musk shoot it into space for the aliens. <laughs> to discover yeah. like, like, what this we've is accomplished our as a society. <laughs> okay. How does this rank among... We haven't seen Health Spa yet, unfortunately. But... It's coming. It definitely will have to come. It, it'll have to be a time, time travel. travel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as a, a huge fan of Killer Workout... What are you? What's your thought on this? And I, you know what? Honestly, I'm forgetting a bunch because there's other films that have minor aerobics, yeah, like horror, Some fitness themes, but not like totally devoted like these two films. I okay, look, Killer Workouts, it, yeah, this is no Killer Workout. 
we don't we're missing a lot of elements yeah. <laughs> go listen to our killer workout episode you won't be sorry but this is its own very 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 special and wonderful thing I think what I appreciate is it's not Killer Workout. I yeah. was afraid it was just going to be like, oh, hey, Killer Workout came out. Let's do that. Yep. Let's just update it. Yep. That's what I was really concerned about. And this went a totally <laughs> off the rails, completely bonkers approach to the to the subgenre. And for that, it's not a comparison to me because they always get compared. I feel like they just coexist as one beautiful grouping that's like you have to see them both yes it's kind of like this movie feels like they were trying to do an m night Shyamalan like surprise (laughs) ending but they couldn't organize themselves enough they're like actually you know what i like all of these let's just leave it leave it all out here let's put everything we've ever wanted to do because we'll never get a shot at making a film again all the cards are down yep and it uh, worked to glorious effects and high mm-hmm. praise and achievement from Laser Graves. The crowning jewel of our culture's ambition. So needless to say, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No corrections. No. No, none at all. I would not change a thing. Don't you dare touch it. Do not touch this film. Don't try and remake it or you'll get cut. Don't even think about it. Yeah. Just you'll leave, be haunted. It, leave it as is. It's beautiful. And... I'll throw a tile at you. The best thing is the ending was left open for a sequel. <laughs> I mean, come on. Can we please make that sequel? Like, somebody let us do that. I'm going to focus on hot yoga, but I'm going to call it H-A-W-T yoga. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. <laughs> well, we'll work on it. We've got time for that. We don't need to discuss this right now. Okay. We got plans, y'all. All right. Well, that's it for this week. That is Death Spa. Boy, did we have a blast. Thank you, Luke, for sending that bootleg our way. Thank you. Eternally grateful. If you want to follow us, we are on Instagram at Lasergraves. We are also anywhere and everywhere you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. You can rate, review. We haven't asked people to do that in a long time, but it really does help. If you like what we're doing, yeah, please just give us five stars wherever you're getting it and review us. And that just helps other people find us. That's kind of the only way we can be found. Go to your grandmother's phone and subscribe her. She'll never even know, but it will help us. That's right. And then when she dies and they find her phone, they'll be like, and she was a fan of the Laser Graves podcast. (laughs) That'll be in her eulogy. Downloaded every episode. (laughs) She loved it. Especially Death Spa, because that was a... A real awesome episode. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for this week. And since you stuck around this long, we're rewarding you with the sweet, sweet jam of Death Spa. (laughs) Bye. Goodbye.